Hello there and welcome to Fabulous Folklore, the podcast for all things folklore, occult and just a bit weird. I'm your host Icy Sedgwick, blogger, fantasy author and your guide into these rather mysterious realms. I've got some rare things to show you, so come on in, take a look around, but be careful not to touch anything. These things sometimes bite. Hello and welcome back to Fabulous Folklore with me, your host, Icy Sedgwick, or welcome if this is your first time in these parts. If you were listening to a previous episode, you may have noticed that I said that July was going to be themed around magical stuff. I have changed my mind because I had a request from a lovely, lovely subscriber who asked if I could cover some aquatic mythology. And I thought, you know, July's the month when most people go on holiday, people might be hanging out at the beach. So best time to have a look at all things seagoing or watery. So this month we're going to have a look at selkies, mermaids, sirens and naiads. We're going to start off with selkies and we're going to have a look at all things magical in August. So if there's anything specific that you'd like me to cover, please do feel free to tweet me at Icy Sedgwick or drop me an email at icy at icysedgwick.com and I'll quite happily have a look at anything magical that you want me to in August. So, as I say, this week we're going to have a look at selkies. If you've never seen them before, they're basically shapeshifters. Now, they take the form of seals in the sea and humans on land. And it was quite lovely at the weekend because I went to the Farne Islands and got to see some lovely grey seals hanging out at Longston Island. And I just love seals, so I'll probably put some pictures of them on the blog post that goes with this post which you can find at www.icysedgwick.com forward slash selkies hyphen folklore as ever the link will be in the show notes. So back to selkies. You often find the tales in the Orkney Islands but also Ireland, the Faroe Islands and Iceland. Now they take human form by basically taking off their seal skin but they can only willingly stay around humans for quite a short time. And once they've then put their seal skin back on again, they can't return to shore for another seven years. Humans, however, can force selkies to stay for longer by stealing their seal skin. Which brings us to selkies as love interests. So you might already be thinking, I know where this is going, but many stories do revolve around female selkies, where human men would sometimes steal their skin and then force them to become their wives. If the selkie found her seal skin again, then she would also regain her seal form and disappear back into the waves. There are a couple of stories where the man knew nothing of his wife's true nature and one day she'd just be gone, but she wouldn't be able to see him again for seven years. But generally speaking, the reason why she's been forced to become a wife is because of the man. Now, according to the legends, selkie women do make excellent wives. They're often portrayed as being quite docile and gentle. And in some stories, the selkies actually take their half-selkie children with them when they go back to the sea. And in others, they leave them behind, but they come back to visit them and play in the sea with them. You do get male selkies. They're just a little bit less common and they're far less docile than their female counterparts. Now, male selkies, when they appear in human form, appear as handsome men and they tend to favour married human women. Now, considering they often seem to target dissatisfied wives, you do have to wonder how many women basically just abandon their useless husbands and use selkies as an excuse. And ladies, if you do want to summon a male selkie, apparently you just need to shed seven tears into the sea. The legendary folk duo, the Corries, 
did do a folk song about a male selkie called The Great Selkie of Sulskeri. And there, you can find it on YouTube or I've, I have actually put the video in my blog post if you want to go and have a look at that. And it is pretty brilliant. But anyway, there are regional variations of the Selkie's story. And some people actually think that they were formed from the souls of drowned people. And that if you actively killed yourself in the sea, then you would automatically become a Selkie or a seal in these cases. Now, in some variations of these stories, the Selkies can only return to land once a year, on the 13th night of the year, apparently. And that's when they can regain human form and basically cavort about on the beach with other Selkies and life's grand. In other stories, and these are the ones in the Shetlands, the Selkies appear at midsummer and they lure humans into the sea. Now, because these humans never return to the land again, you do have to wonder if they drown as well. So in these stories, it does make you wonder if the only way to form new Selkies is to drown more people. But according to Orkney Jar website, their Selkies could only take human form once a year on Midsummer's Eve. Other legends say it's every ninth night. And basically, when they take human form, they're just like dancing on the shore or sunbathing. So they do actually sound quite whimsical compared to the devilish sirens of Greek myth. So apart from the stories which see them luring humans into the sea, most of these Selkie stories, the Selkies just want to hang out and basically be left alone, which I think is perfectly fine. There is an Orkney story of a man called Goodman or Wastness, and he's an eligible bachelor who actually steals a Selkie skin and forces the Selkie to become his wife rather than choose from the women of his village. Now, she bears him seven children, but every time him and the children leave the house, she goes looking for the skin, because obviously she wants to go home. And in this case, the youngest child, a daughter, actually tells her where the skin is, not realising what the implications of this are going to be, and the Selkie then goes back to the sea and her Selkie husband. Now, in this case, Goodman does actually spend his later years wandering along the shore, hoping for one last glimpse of his Selkie wife, but obviously by this point she's long gone. And the most famous version is the Seal Woman of the Faroe Islands. And they basically have this legend of the Seal Woman. So this goes back to the idea that when humans kill themselves in the sea, they become seals. So once a year, they come ashore and they have a night in human form. Now, a young farmer hangs around by the beach to see if this is true. And a pretty young woman sheds her seal skin and then goes off to dance with her fellow Selkies, which does make you wonder exactly how many people are ending their lives in such a fashion. But there you go. The farmer then steals the skin, which obviously naturally upsets the girl when she comes back to look for it and can't find it, so she can't return to the sea with everybody else, and so instead, she has to go back to his farm with him. She lives with him as his wife for years, and she even has children with him because she doesn't really have a huge amount of choice, but in all that time, he keeps her skin locked away, because obviously he knows what will happen if he lets her get it back. He normally keeps the key on his belt, but on this one particular day, he goes out fishing. While he's out there, he suddenly realises he's forgotten the key and he's left it at home. And while the other fishermen all conspire to help him get back as quickly as possible, by the time he gets back, his wife's gone. Obviously, he realises she's found her skin and she's away. Obviously, time passes, he doesn't see her again, he's quite sad. But years later, the men of the village decide to go seal hunting. And the night before... The selkie wife appears in a dream and asks him not to kill a particular bull seal or two seal pups and she explains that they're her selkie husband and sons. 
The farmer ignores her plea, and then the men basically kill any seal that they come across, which includes the two seal pups and this particular bull seal. That night, obviously furious, the Selkie woman appears, and she actually curses the men of the village to either fall off the cliffs or drown in the sea. And our curse will only be lifted when the dead can link hands around the edge of the island. Now, somebody did actually count how many deaths there had been from drowning and falling from the cliffs, and apparently there's not enough to link hands around the edge of the island, so people do sometimes wonder if the curse is still active. And there is now a statue of her on Kalsoy in the village where this is supposed to have happened, and you can find that image on the blog post that goes with this episode. So that's obviously one side of the Seal Woman story, the fact that she's basically been doomed to this life with this man that she didn't choose because he stole her skin, and then he murders her husband and children, which seems a little bit harsh. But at the same time, there's another story from the Faroe Islands which actually tries to show the alternate side of human-selkie relationships. And in this one, a human man gets caught in a vicious storm at sea. In this case, his selkie wife somehow manages to find her seal skin. So whether she had access to it and just chose not to wear it, I don't know. But either way, she dons the seal skin and then saves his life. But in doing so, she obviously then can't return to land again. So she basically gives up her human life with him in order to save his life, which is kind of bittersweet in the way that only fairy tales can be, but it does show a slightly less hollow side of of these selkie relationships than the previous story where she ends up having to curse him for murdering her husband and children. Now, where do the idea of selkies actually come from? Ancient Origins website thinks that the word actually comes from a Scottish word, selich, And they also theorise that early Scottish settlers marry dark-haired Finnish or Sami women who often wear sealskins. And from a distance, obviously if you were to then see one of these women taking their sealskins off at the end of the day or whatever, it might look like a seal removing their skin. Other people think that the Selkie story comes from an era when health conditions were less understood. And there's actually a clan in the Outer Hebrides that had skin growths between their fingers. Obviously they then felt that the resemblance of their hands to flippers strengthened their claim to be descended from selkies. So much like ideas around changelings or fairies in general, people may have blamed selkies for abnormalities that they otherwise couldn't explain. There was a belief that kayakers might also look like a seal from a distance and obviously again they'd be wearing sealskin clothing. So if you saw a kayaker haul up onto a rock and take off their seal skin cloak you might be like whoa that that person just or that seal just became a human which would obviously be quite confusing and obviously there's the other possibility that they are actually real but i'll leave that one with you now selkies aren't as dangerous as mermaids or sirens despite the story about the woman cursing the humans that was i would say probably their own fault and while the male selkie does have amorous intentions towards women very few of the stories actually say the women come to harm and the very fact that they're seeking out the male selkie does kind of exonerate them slightly because they actively seek out his company and it's instead it's the female selkie who's often the victim of male abuses of power and here she's quite a gentle creature who loves her children but misses her home out at sea There is a suggestion, and I'm just going to leave you with this one, that Hans Christian Andersen might have encountered the Selkie story while he was in Scotland, which could actually explain the relatively good nature of the mermaid in the original story of The Little Mermaid, compared to the rather vicious evil mermaids that you generally find in folklore. But I'll leave that one up to you to decide. 
So like I said, we're going to have a look at mermaids next week. So that's a nice little segue for you there. Uh, I personally like the idea of selkies and I like the stories of selkies because they're actually quite gentle figures generally compared to quite a lot of the other folkloric animals that you get like red caps or kelpies and these really vicious violent creatures of myth that only want to do people harm so selkies make a nice contrast with that because it's generally humans doing them harm but anyway that's selkies please feel free to leave me a comment on this post to let me know what you think or alternatively if you've actually heard any other selkie stories in your part of the world that'd be grand again it's icsedgwick.com forward slash selkies hyphen folklore again if you want to request anything for magic month in august please feel free to drop me an email at ic at icsedgwick.com that would be grand and otherwise i hope you have a lovely week i hope you're going somewhere nice on holiday as well that'd be good particularly considering all this mad weather that's been going on so i will leave you with that little tale of selkies and we're going to have a look at mermaids next week so i will see you then cheerio Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, feel free to subscribe using whichever podcast app it is that you prefer. If you do use iTunes, if you could leave me a review, that would be fab. Basically, it just means iTunes are more likely to recommend this to other people. And if you're interested in more folklore, please feel free to swing by my blog, which is www.icsedgwick.com. And that's Sedgwick spelled S-E-D-G-W-I-C-K. And you can find all of the links, images, and other bits and pieces that hopefully you enjoy. So have an absolutely fab week ahead, and I'll see you soon. Cheerio!